all right, Crosshair, like I get you're upset, but you know, it, it just it didn't work out. Your chip screwed things up. You did try to kill them, okay? <laughs> so excuse them if they didn't like, come back <laughs> and risk their lives to rescue someone. They don't know if he's redeemable. So. Hey guys, and welcome back to another Star Wars podcast, Bad Batch Breakdown series. I'm your host, Melissa. And I'm your co-host, Matt. And here we are after a very intense episode. What a nail biter coming out of here. Last episode of the season, it's a two-parter. And I want to jump into that, but Star Wars news time. Star Wars news time. And this is big news, huge news coming out two days ago. A Bad Batch season two has been Wow. Huge but, um, news. This is not this is not super surprising. It's no. big news, but I don't I'm not that surprised. You and I have been talking about how there's a lot of stuff they need to tie up a lot of loose ends. This is just now we know they're setting the stage for what's to come. Um this is very exciting. We're gonna see more transitionary period into the Empire, potentially lots of other stuff, clone defections, other things, but it's big. So bad batch season two, 100 percent confirmed, 2022. Woo-hoo. Let's go. Yeah. Oh yeah, book look at Boba Fett. We got Obi-Wan Kenobi show, uh, Mandalorian. Oh, and uh, Andor. Andor. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. So here we go, 2022. (laughs) Big year for Star Wars. 2022 is the year of Star Wars for television, I guess, if you or streaming services, if you want to put it that way. But it is going to be a big year, and we are going to have no shortage of stuff to talk about. That's for sure. Yeah, Bad Batch season two. Let's go. Let's do it. So today we have a rather big episode to break down part one of the finale titled uh, Return to Camino." The episode description for episode 15 of Bad Batch, Return to Camino" is the Bad Batch find themselves in unexpected territory in this thrilling finale, part one of two. So when I initially clicked the episode to watch it yesterday, it didn't say um, Return to Camino." It just said finale part one. And I think they switched that. Yeah. So I didn't know it was called Return to Camino until way like later. I when I opened it, it must have been later that day because I I watched it noon on Friday. Yeah. So that and the name was was Return to Camino then. So yeah. So how about you kick us off, Matt? Sure. So, I mean, obviously, the title makes me very excited. I thought maybe we'd get some kind of Camino uprising shebang. But that wasn't the case. But we did get a very, very action-packed full episode. We start with Hunter. We know Crosshair's taking him somewhere. We don't know where. They're trying to lure the Bad Batch to come to Camino, And they do. I love the the Camino elements here. You and I were talking about this, but the Camino music from Attack of the Clones. Yep. I love that so much. And this is so important because it connects trilogy to prequels to sequels like like that's the, the stuff that matters that really makes you feel like you're in the star wars universe so i love that element when they get onto the um camino landing pad or whatever we have some tarkin in here he gives the he says the thing he you may find love <laughs> that you get more stormtroopers conscripted soldiers we see like an abandoned camino we get some we get some insight into nala say and what she was actually doing we get kind of a bombshell being dropped um that the bad batch was not just defective clones they were engineered to be that way Mm -hmm. so 
interesting stuff there. We get little cool droid who we haven't seen Omega's little friend from like episode one and two. He's still kicking it. So I'm glad to see him <laughs> is up and at him. We get references to the TK units, uh, stormtroopers, which are the conscripted soldiers, which I like. And then um, Crosshair is being a little way weird. We uh, your suspicions were confirmed. And uh, if you haven't seen my reaction video yet or Melissa's go watch those. But um, I even say it in mind. I'm like, oh, Melissa was right. He he's flip flopping around and he's uh, he's kind of a jerk on purpose. That's not just the chip. So. Oh, and then you, you we, we get some sympathy for Crosshair as well. We're sitting we there and, you know, uh, he's like, you guys left me behind. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of sad. You know, fair point. Fair point. And th- I thought it was really good storytelling really good writing overall great episode obviously leaving it on a cliffhanger but those are just my messy general overall thoughts of you know what stuck out to me in the episode and then obviously in the end very sad cliffhanger but also Camino's cloning facilities are no more press f to pay respects (laughs) pour one out pour one out for Camino pour one out for Camino for the boys but yeah for the boys so excellent excellent episode Big moments in this. Crosshair is back with the boys. The boys are back in town, but uh, it's not the same. We don't know what's going to happen here. So I'm I'm anxious to see what happens next week. How they wrap this up and how they set up season two. What about you? Crosshair just became infinitely more interesting to me because we got into this episode and they they finally delve into his mindset. Up until this point, I kind of had the notion that he was just being a robotic chip controlled monster. And they showed us that that isn't the case. Yeah. That bombshell drop yeah. where he's like, I've had my chip removed the entire time, a long time ago. You're like, whoa, wait a minute, what? This entirely changes the game because yeah. he's been very, I don't want to say one dimensional up until this point, but he kind of has been, you know, it's just like find the bad batch, hunt them down. But now he's like, hey guys, you literally left me. And what's worse is you didn't even make an attempt to come back. It was a fair point. I thought, you know what? That yeah. honestly, like when you frame it that way, it's like uh, I'd be pissed too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're with these guys for a long period of time. And then they're like, wait a minute, they're not even going to try. They're not even yeah. going to try to come back. Like you went back for Echo. Mm-hmm. You go back and, you know, there's uh, you, you went for Gregor and tried to rescue him, but you didn't come back for me. What the hell? It kind of justifies him. So great writing, I thought. You know, I didn't know if there was a way to really make you feel for Crosshair or understand his perspective, but they kind of did. Yeah, they, they they pulled the rug from underneath you and just went, hey, guys, are you looking at it from his point of view? And I did not expect yeah. that because it's very easy to make him the the Saturday morning cartoon villain. Oh, darn, the bad batch got away again. Yeah. Like, that's kind of yeah. kind of how he's been. But then they're just like, yeah, look at it from his point of view, how he feels about this and how he feels about it moving forward, which also makes it interesting because there's a lot of arguing going on whether or not Crosshair is telling the truth on his ship being removed or if he's being led to believe that because the Empire told him that or if it's actually true and he's making these choices himself. Now, in my personal opinion, if Crosshair is making these choices himself, he is infinitely more interesting for it because it makes him more complex. And he's saying, hey, screw you guys. You abandoned me. This is what we're supposed to do. I'm going with the Empire peace. It's very similar. What's the movie? It's, it's, it's similar to a plot one. I've been thinking of it. There's a movie where something very similar happens where they leave someone behind. And I want to say it's like a Marvel movie or something. I don't, 
I don't remember what it is, but there's something very similar. This is like a very similar story trope of like your friends left you behind, you le- they left you for dead, and then they he comes back as the mm-hmm. antagonist later. I don't think I, I think it'd be too complex to say the empire is telling him that. Like he pro he probably did have it removed. However, they didn't really get into detail of like how or why or when. Like I guess they hint at it with like the, the sonic blast or whatever that hit his head, but they don't really go into detail about that. And so that's a little sus. I think, yeah, that's very, very sus. And I think that we can debate that a little bit more, but to give you my overall thoughts on the episode, before we get off on too many tangents here, I really appreciated uh, the major attack of the clones vibes in this episode. I think the world building in the show has been fantastic. I think the animation just snapped once again, like it always does. But in this particular episode, even more so than the last few, which is continuously amazing to me. And I think this is really setting the stage for what story threads could be addressed in season two. But overall, 10 out of 10 episode, once again, so impressed with the storytelling here. And uh, with that being said, let's look at our questions and then we can start to debate the bigger issues. Let's do it. Yeah, that rain in uh, when they're on Camino looks so real. Okay, what got me about that is Omega's hair being wet, because in Clone yep. Wars they weren't even yeah. doing that. Clone Wars season one could never. Yeah. <laughs> excellent, excellent animation in this episode. But first question is from Zukong twenty four, and Zukong twenty four says, "Though we seemingly won't get the Camino uprising, we could still get the Clone Rebellion." I don't think that we should write off the Camino uprising, the concept of it anyway. Now, will that take place on Camino? We don't know. We just saw the main city destroyed, but I don't think that we should write that off entirely moving forward now that we know that there's a season two because we've been shown that a lot of clones are not okay with what's going on right now in the empire. And even um, AZ says clones that fought the empire on Camino were either killed or they were transported off world if they agreed. I still don't think we should write that off. I think it could very well happen in season two, but right now I think their main focus is to tie up the whole crosshair hunter bad batch dynamic, but I could still see it happening. Mm. Or maybe it already happened. Maybe it already happened. What the uprising? That's why we saw the clone. Yeah. Something similar to it. The beginnings. That's why the empire is destroying Camino. That's why we didn't see any clones on Camino. That's why you only saw conscripted soldiers on Camino. Maybe I'm just theorizing. Maybe something already happened there and the, the seeds have already been planted. I don't know if that's likely. I'm just throwing it out there. But the other thing is I think we're going to see some sort of dissension among clones in mm-hmm. the next season. We're already kind of hinting at it with Hauser and Gregor and Rex knows what's up. And now we have the Bad Batch trying to fight for what's right. And they're telling crosshair like bro we didn't sign up for this we're not we don't need to be loyal to the empire we can do our own thing so that's all there so i think we'll, we'll definitely see something similar along those lines and with with wolf and gregor and rex i think and that's it'll probably not go well for them <laughs> that's why they end up going into like an exile together so yeah i don't think we 100 percent discount the idea i mean it's not going to happen in the way i think we traditionally would have thought but mm-hmm. i think it's that the idea is still going to happen. Yeah. And like you said, I think it'd be a great storytelling device for Rex, for Wolf, for Gregor leading into like what's going on in Rebels. So I I definitely think that it's still going to happen. Zukong24 also says, 
would they would they save this event for a later season or could it be in the next episode? Maybe they lay a bit of the foundation in the next episode, but I really do think they're going to save it for season two. I think they've, I think honestly, season one has been planting the seeds thus far. And then season two is really going to have those big payoffs. Yeah. It, I could see it end season the you know, the next episode ending with like, kind of like how Yoda in the Clone Wars is like, begun the Clone Wars have something similar to that. <laughs> like where it's like, they have like a, no, it's not the Clone Wars, but it's the Clone Civil War or Rebellion. Whatever. And like, you, yeah, you start seeing the rebe- like parts of the rebellion. It's like, all right, that sets the stage for season two and what we can expect and how the Bad Batch is going to help contribute to that. Yeah, I see that as being a very likely possibility. Yeah, but I've been wrong a bunch this season, so who knows? <laughs> We've been wrong like a lot. I mean, some of our theories have really started to become true, so. Yeah, I know like the big ones that were serious, but I'm like Mr. Theorizer and I just throw as much as as I can at the wall and just kind of see what ends up happening. (laughs) Fair. That's fair. Although I do love that. I love that nothing's off the table in this show. It's like, no, literally we have to consider everything. I love that. Let's see. The Great Dot Mad says, amazing, incredible. This episode was a work of art. The eighth wonder of the world or galaxy. I loved it. Wow, that's a strong opinion. Look, that I mean, it was a great episode. Let's be real. One of the best of the season. The last two have been amazing. So I don't disagree. I think it was really, really well done. I kind of wish, honestly, we just they just would have given us like an hour long last episode, if I'm being truthful. And they could have just wrapped everything up with one long thing. But this is fine, too. The, was, the writing was so well done. Very succinct. And just it's, it's really tying things together nicely. We're not going to get all the loose ends tied up that we would like this season. but it's they've they've built so much off of you know the 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 clone wars and what's come off of that it's just it's just interesting to see where they built this so i i agree it was very good episode 10 out of 10 very star warsy the star wars vibes in this episode were just immaculate it just felt purely Mm -hmm. star wars and i loved it for that plus we haven't talked about this yet but the star cruisers that super empire-y like vibe Mm. we're getting from there also there was a clone on that ship. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. So I, I, I think this goes back to the clone rebellion. Okay. So I'm just going to spitball here for a second. There's so much to unpack in this episode, but one of the things I was really thinking about at the end is there's still so much that we don't know about the inhibitor chips and their functionality and how long they last. And if yeah. like a clone's emotions can override it, like we don't know a bunch about the chip in particular. But we are shown that some clones are joining the Empire wholeheartedly and they're totally chill with it. And they're like, hey, this is great, blah, 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 whatnot. And then others are like, no, dude, this sucks. They're hurting people and we need to get out. I honestly could see a season two where we do see a war between clones and the Empire is like, we've got to get this under control. (laughs) So I feel like, you know, that clone on the bridge of the ship could have been like a little hint towards that. Because some of them, like, still agree they're still right. under they're, the so still control. In, just to let you know they're still in there yeah yeah and they're still in there. that's yeah that's interesting i didn't know if that was like someone who maybe knew before but also like there was just such strong um sentiment like anti-clone sentiment in this one where it's like they're trying to phase them out you know so it's like when mm-hmm. you see one on the ship like that it's a little bit like what's going on here that was interesting but i still feel like they're hinting at major stuff that's going to come at the next season okay so yeah the next question is, oh yeah, this is uh, this is interesting. 
Amanda underscore time chaser says, I think, um, I think Omega is older than the bad batch since she said she watched them when they were in the lab. Okay. That was a really interesting moment that we need to talk about. Yeah. You go first. I just, I don't really have much to say other than like, I'm intrigued by it, but let's, I want to hear your thoughts. Okay. First of all, Nala say has a private lab that nobody knows about on Camino. Very sus, highly sus. What else has she been doing? Yes, exactly. Um, the fact that Omega was there when the Bad Batch were intentionally experimented on says a lot, I think, because again, I think that confirms that Omega is a, um, she's not, she doesn't have accelerated aging. So she was still very young when she was there. But the fact that she saw that says, A, she's older than the Bad Batch. And B, she was still very young. So like if she's 10 now, if she's 10 or 11, would that have made her like eight or seven when that was going on? So the fact that Omega was there and she witnessed that is kind of crazy because in a way now she's kind of the older sister. So yeah, yeah. (laughs) It is weird, the dynamic there. So that was interesting to me because I'm like, oh, wow. So what was Nalase planning with Omega in the first place? We still don't know that. Mm-hmm. And we haven't really had much hints at it for a while. We know she's Boba's sister, essentially. Mm-hmm. And we know that she was made in a secret lab with the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. But what else could she have been up to then? Also, we did not talk about this yet, but this also kind of ties in with that of how when they're about to blow it up, they're like, we got the cloning technology from the Kaminoans. Yep. And they took the chief scientist. Tarkin has that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... This is going to tie into my theory about how it goes into the Mandalorian and the, the sequels with mm-hmm. you know the Palpatine clone and Snoke potentially. I think that is the beginning of this spider web. So I'm interested in that. I think they're hinting heavily at that, you know, with the Empire's involvement in um in the, the, the Camino Labs. But what else has Nala Se been up to? What what else has she been doing? And and how much of this has she been keeping from Lama Su? Does I don't even think Lama Su knows that exists. This has got to be like a no. purely underground secret thing. And then the empire is going to be like, you're going to give this to us or we're going to blast you. <laughs> so <laughs> We still don't know if Lama Su is blasted yet or not. Yeah, I feel like he is, but we'll, let's see if that episode answers the question. But yeah, Nala say highly sus. I wonder if she is largely connected to the cloning experiments on Grogu because the guy who's experimenting on Grogu is... Like has the Camino right. symbol. So did Nala say to train that yeah. guy? Or Mary? yeah, she's the one probably heading up that little department of the empire, <laughs> the department of cloning. <laughs> Nala say highly sus. So that is a really good observation from, I think, Amanda underscore time chaser. So the next uh, question is from Hidden Scribble. And Hidden Scribble says, I feel like no matter which side he ultimately chooses, Crosshair will die next episode. Hmm. So you and I have been theorizing that somebody's going to have to die in the Bad Batch. I could see one of two things happening. I could A, see Crosshair dying, which I don't know if I want right now because they just made him so interesting with this conflict that they presented him with in this episode. I think I would be kind of bummed out if they just killed him in a blaze of glory in the next episode, which I feel like is very possible, but also I could see all of them getting away. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's not looking good for them. So I think, first of all, we need to theorize on what the hell is going to happen to them. I I say it's either two, it's one of two things. 
Omega obviously knows her way around. She may have known some way to get out into the mm-hmm. depths of the water where the Empire can shoot the thing, some kind of secret area, or Rex. Because like I talked about contacting Rex and stuff, and I know, I don't think Omega ever did, but they're in contact with him. So he's got to know something's up. Now, the other possibility, I don't think it's probable, is some people were talking about, you know, Boba coming in for this last episode. He obviously didn't show up, but I don't, I think it, it, we could potentially see him next episode. Not necessarily saving them, but it's possible. I don't know if it's very probable, but it's possible. So what my what my personal notion is telling me is I think they're going to keep it very crosshair hunter, bad batch specific focus because they want to tie up that story thread. Now, yeah. as far as characters making it out alive, initially I thought Hunter was going to be the one to die at the end of this season if they were going to do that. But now I don't think that's true. I think if they were going to kill somebody at the end of this season, it would be Crosshair because if they did kill him, that gets him out of the way as the week to week villain. And then they have to put somebody else in his place, possibly Vader, for example. Ah, uh, you get what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's a good, that's a good theory. I think Crosshair could also potentially sacrifice himself at the end to save the rest of the batch somehow. In right. Act of forgiveness or something. Yeah. See, ah, now we're getting into complex territory, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like ultimately hidden scribble. I feel like crosshair is going to die too. I feel like he's the most likely to die. If, if somebody was going to die in this season, I feel like it would most likely be crosshair, but they just made him so complex. And so now I'm like, I don't know if I want that now because he just got so interesting to me. So yeah, it makes him a good antagonist for next season too, or Yeah, it just it, it adds more depth to the story. Yeah, more conflict. Hidden Scribble also said, and you touched upon this, Matt. The only way I can see the batch getting out of their current situation is that clone Avengers moment, as dubbed by, by Melissa, involving Rex, Gregor, and Wolf. It's possible. I mean, it's they left it on such a cliffhanger where like everything's getting destroyed and demolished, but <laughs> and they're on always, the planet. <laughs> that's the thing. That's why I don't. That's why I don't like cliffhanger episodes, though, is because they always undo the cliffhanger moment in the first two minutes of the next episode. And this happens with every TV show. If something will happen, some like deus ex machina moment will happen where it's like, oh, well then they weren't actually in danger in the first place. Like it was a false perception you gave me of what was actually. And then it's just like this ridiculous moment. That's like, oh, well, they will never, they were never actually in danger. And they obviously got rescued. And you're like, well, that's that. Yeah, it undoes. Yeah. Because now you just set me up and you lied to me. And so I think something like that could potentially happen with this will be like, as it was being blown up, the batch were already gone, you know? And it's like, okay, fine. But then that kind of takes away this actual suspense of what was happening at the end of the part one. I get it. Yeah, I I guess I agree. Unless they, unless it's like they all fall in the water and they're drowning or something (laughs) like yeah. You know, in a way that doesn't contradict yeah. the last episode, but it literally starts you and they're all falling, like falling in the water and they can't breathe. And then at last minute, Rex is like, hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. Let me just scoop you up here. Um, we'll anyway. see. We'll see. What they end up yeah. We'll It'll see. be interesting to see. The next question is, so I'm going to read the next two. And the, the next two are from JellyfishJ21 and another question from Hidden Scribble. So JellyfishJ21 says, 
Hunter and Crosshair remind me of Steve and Bucky in the Winter Soldier when they're fighting on the helicarrier, especially when when he said, don't become my enemy. And Hunter says, Crosshair, we never were. Also reminds me of Steve and Tony in Civil War when uh, Steve said, he's my friend. And Tony replies, so was I. So that's from Jellyfish Jade. Yeah, and that's fair. That's kind of what I was referencing earlier, like mm-hmm. kind of a similar thing with Bucky and uh, Steve Austin. What's his name? Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers. <laughs> and then Not Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> and then to play off that, Hidden Scribble says that the the fight in the training floor was very reminiscent of Ray and Kylo Ren versus the Pandoran guards in The Last Jedi hero and villain side side by side and then there's a redemption fake out with the villains join me yep it was very similar to that also anakin and obi-wan on mustafar yep uh if you are not with me then you are my enemy Mm -hmm. and then obi-wan gives one of my favorite lines my allegiance is to the republic to democracy Democracy. (laughs) Um, wait out of of, of all that yeah, yeah yeah i uh Let's let's talk about Crosshair here for a second before we get on too many tangents. So there is definitely a very Bucky-esque vibe to this. And, you know, the redemption fake out. Also very Vader of him to go, join me and we can rule the galaxy as brothers or whatever you want to say Crosshair was doing. Yeah. Crosshair is extremely salty, one. But he also seems to be very self-serving in the sense where he wants to be on the winning side. He just doesn't care what side it is. I mean, obviously he would prefer if his brothers were with him, but yeah. ultimately it just sounds like he wants to be on the winning team. You yeah. know, and you know what? I, I, sorry to interrupt you, but th- like, this is what I say in my reaction video to him. Like Crosshair was kind of a stinky head at the mm-hmm. beginning of the season. Anyways, like he was mm-hmm. the one who was like, we need to be doing, we need to be doing what, you know, we're supposed to be doing. I don't know why he's British. He's not. Uh, and uh, like, I think back to that and I'm like, well, he was never like a super nice guy. You know, he didn't really, he was kind of an outlier in the group anyways. Mm -hmm. So when they had the chip thing, it's kind of easier to like let him go because he was kind of being a jerk pants in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I I think it's easy to forget that element where before his inhibitor chip was turned up, he was like not really gelling with the rest of the crew. Right. Right. So that plays into it as well. Where I'm like, I'm a little bit, I'm still a little bit like, all right, Crosshair, like I get you're upset. But, you know, it just, it didn't work out. Your chip screwed things up. You did try to kill them. Okay. <laughs> so excuse them if they didn't like, come back <laughs> and risk their lives to rescue someone. They don't know if he's redeemable. So yeah. Anyways, that was a weird tangent. But I do think it plays into what you and I are saying here. Like on the one hand, there's a very egotistical argument to this where Crosshair's self-serving and he thinks that they're a superior type of clone and therefore that they should be doing what clones do best, which is fighting for an army. He's like, Hey guys, we're better than them. Why are you doing this? And so he still wants that sense of belonging at the flip side of that coin. You have Hunter and the rest of the bad batch being like, bro, you literally tried to kill us for like, God knows how many months. And we're just supposed to come back and think everything's fine. Like, I mean, like at one point in the beginning, yeah. Hunter seems very, very remorseful over the fact that they abandoned Crosshair. Like he seems very guilty. And he even tells Omega in an episode, he's like, I'm upset because we don't leave our own behind. But then like in episode later, 
they completely forget about it, nor do we ever see a moment of the Bad Batch being like, okay, guys, how could we strategize to get Crosshair out? We have never had a moment like that. So I can also understand Crosshair being like, you didn't even care that I was taken. You just let me go. So I, it's, it's hard yeah. to tell, like, and that even plays into Crosshair with that huge reveal of my chip's been out for a long time now. Like, do we think that's true? Do we think he's lying? Do we think that he's still under the control of the chip and the Empire's just been like, oh yeah, you don't have it anymore. Like, so many questions. Mm. <laughs> but and Also, why would they let him take it out? Or did he take it out on his own? Like, there's questions there too, yeah. you know, because if the Empire took it out, why? What's, what's the logic there? Well, maybe himself when it got imaged or like, you know, what? Again, so many questions. And I, I'm hoping to answer that more. If they don't, I'll be a little disappointed as to like, right. come on, guys, you got to give us some more clarity well, as to what actually happened here. Because that matters. Because that matters to, for, for, for interpreting his motivations. Exactly. Exactly. Because right now he's very, I don't want to say he's morally gray, but he is in the middle ground of like, okay, we understand the Bad Batch's perspective. We understand Crosshair's perspective. But whether or not this is Crosshair's choice is going to make a huge difference in his character arc moving forward and if they decide to kill him in the next episode. So, I mean, it's all over the board. Now, personally, I would like it if he wasn't lying. I would like it if this was actually his choice because that's a more interesting story to me than him just being like, Oh no, I was under its control the entire time. And Hey guys, we're friends again. Like, is it tragic if he stays a bad guy and he's choosing it? Yes. But is it more interesting as a story? If a clone who was a designated good guy in the Republic is making the choice to join the empire because he thinks it's right. I think that's the more interesting narrative there. No, it makes sense. I agree with you. Do we have any more questions? Yes. Oh, one more note. If the Empire were to let Crosshair remove his chip, it would be, or if they didn't know, it would definitely be because of the blast that he was in because it could be melting his brain and they were like, oh, we need to take this out. But also keep in mind, if Crosshair yeah. is if Crosshair is lying about his chip being taken out, they now conveniently have a medical droid with them to remove it if he was lying. Oh, in yeah, the episode, yeah, they yeah, meet up with true. AZ. AZ is a medical right. droid. Yeah. AZ was the droid that took the chip out of Fives' head when Fives found out about Order 66. And if Crosshair still has a chip in his head, AZ could be the one to take it out. Wow. Good good call. You're right. That, that's a very interesting point. See, so it could go so we'll many. That. I'll have him stunned on the ship. And then they're like, let's actually see if he's telling the truth. And that's why I do think that's why they're being so vague about it. Because he's like, I had my chip removed ages ago. And you're like, wait a minute, what? Get, tell me more. <laughs> you know what I <laughs> and love? I think they love that. Like, yeah. I love that Hunter's like, since when? And then Crosshair's like, does it matter? And Hunter goes, yes. I feel like everybody was hunting yeah. in that moment. It, yes, it does matter. A hundred percent it matters. <laughs> but yeah, now you get what I mean, right? Like it could go so many different directions. He could be lying. He could be completely telling the truth. I hope he's telling the truth, but we'll have to see what, what story thread they pick. Well, we'll find out soon enough Yeah. in the final episode. So the next question is from Reggie 10 and Reggie 10 says, what happened to Gregor and has Crosshair gone to the dark side? Why don't you tackle that one, Matt? What happened to Gregor? What did happen to Gregor? They left him with Sid. Uh, he's probably with Rex. 
Oh, that's the most said. And then Rex probably wouldn't pick Gregor up. That's what I think. Yeah, Rex. Yeah, he's with yeah, he's with Rex right now. That's what happened with Gregor. I think that's fairly obvious. I think Rex is create. He's doing something. He Rex is up to something, mm-hmm. and he's going to have a big role. I think in this next episode, in this last episode. Um, I think he'll have a big role in next so season. Probably too. with him. Yeah, I think so too. And he's going to be. He's he's just gathering clones up. I think so. I think that's what's happening with with him. I think that's where Gregor is. We're probably going to see both of them, and maybe even Hauser next episode. God, I hope we do. Please. Uh, <laughs> For, for for crosshair, yeah, I mean, he kind of joined the dark side in a way. Like we we kind of just drew parallels to that with Kylo and Vader. Um, very similar rhetoric he's <laughs> espousing. Uh, so he's kind of gone bad, but I don't think he's completely hopeless now. It's just we don't we don't have enough answered questions, like the chip thing, you know. Yeah, that's pretty big to know if that's actually true or not. And I, I think it's true. I think it's probably true. And that would make sense for Crosshair's character to feel that way. Yeah. Finally, some character development for him, by the way. We had (laughs) almost none this whole season. And now we get like a lot of nuggets of it. But then there's lots of other questions too. Like what made him feel that way? Maybe he feels stronger. Like maybe he saw something or in his experience, it's been good so far. It's been good for the galaxy or whatever. And so his perspective has changed. Like there's just so many things that could have happened off screen that we haven't seen that we don't have answers to. I mean... And Crosshair's already been shown to be a very like sleazy character yeah. and very self-serving. I mean, like think about in in the second episode of Bad Batch, he murders innocent civilians. And then yeah. he, and then in this latest episode, he murders his own men in favor of the Bad Batch. Yeah. Like, pretty what? Selfish. like dude, what yeah. is your motive Crosshair's, here? <laughs> Crosshair is very selfish. That's- yes. That's what we've learned. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. I forgot about that. He just shoots all those guys on his team. It's like, hey, man, come on. <laughs> Finally, someone's shooting clones, by the way, instead of stunning them. That's the first time we're really seeing that. Or not clones, whatever. You know what I mean? We haven't seen him get shot in the last, like, 10 episodes. And finally, Crosshair has the balls to actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me see. About the final question. Uh, underscore Lily Dot Parker says, I thought this episode was amazing. The way they the way they showed the end of an era and more crosshair. Okay, we got to talk about the Camino destruction. That hit me really hard because in a way, yeah. when I was watching it, I was like, this right here is signifying like the true end of the Clone Wars. Like this is yeah. it. This is the pivotal moment with the shots showing certain environments of Camino being totally abandoned. I was like, wow, they are really just, this is an end of an era and it sucks. And I'm really sad <laughs> because yeah. now we're getting into it was Empire sad. It was time. like, dang it. Cause that, God, I remember seeing it for like the first time on, on screen and you're like, this is such a cool concept for a planet. And you got the Django Obi-Wan fight. And then you have it all throughout the clone wars and, you know, throughout this season, you see it a lot. And now it's just, <laughs> destroyed so sorry camino a little sad a little nostalgic yeah. matt was a little a tear yeah it was face. hard to watch but it really did but they brought I, the music back yeah. i'm glad they had that music i've been dying for that it was fantastic it hurt like hell but it was such a beautiful sequence and such a testament to the skill of the crew at lucasfilm animation yeah okay 100%. well if i missed anybody's questions i am so sorry but that looks like all the questions that we have for this week's episode. Do you have any 
closing thoughts. I'm just going to look over my notes real quick. I mean, great season so far. I'm anxious to see how they end it. It's nice to know there's a season two. So that kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, quells any anxieties about, you know, oh, they have to wrap everything up. They don't. They're going to save a lot of it for next season. I think this will be an action packed next episode with a lot of information to set the stage for season two. Um, and other Star Wars shows as well. I think they're mm-hmm. going to continue giving us nuggets in that direction and filling in the blanks as they have been doing. So that was great. I love the de- development here with Crosshair and the rest of the Bad Batch. And, uh, I, you know, Omega has been a good character. I think we need a little bit more development from her before the end of this season. We did kind of get it in this episode with, you know, her talking about her lab experience and whatnot, but it'll be an interesting last episode with a lot of plot points. So... Let's see how they open it up and save the save the bad batch and um, how they set the stage. So I'm looking forward to it very much. Yeah, me too. I'm I think I'm most interested to see what story threads they choose to focus on. Um, Again, I think that Crosshair just became way more complex than he initially was throughout the entire season thus far. I think a lot of the bad batch members individually got some great development in this episode in particular, but I feel like this season, especially after the confirmation of season two, a lot of this season was setting the seeds and the stage so they can have massive payoffs in the second season of the show and payoffs in Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian, because this is all going to be tightly interconnected. But overall, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they focus on. Do you have uh, any theories that you would like to share for the final episode, Matt? here rex is gonna come okay i think we'll see hauser or um gregor and potentially wolf i think we're gonna see seeds of dissentment among the clones in the empire we're already seeing that so i think they'll develop that a bit more and set the stage for season two with that in terms of the bad batch what i if i had to guess i would lean more towards saying someone's gonna die probably crosshair probably crosshair um but not against them i think he'll die for them in some kind of way. Yeah, I mean, there might be an, another interesting cameo towards the end here. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw, you know, some sort of dissension among the clones and then we see a Vader cameo very quickly, but potentially possible. So We haven't seen him yet. We haven't seen, and that's going to be because one of the themes of this whole season has been tying prequels to original trilogy. Mm-hmm. And the two main parts of that are, you know, Vader and the Emperor, right? That's what the Empire really is. And we're seeing the Empire transition from the Republic to the Empire. Wouldn't surprise me if we saw a little bit of that, just kind of a little cherry on top at the end of the season, help you feel more like, all right, this is what the transition is actually, because we've seen it since the beginning. We saw the Order 66 stuff at the beginning. Now we've seen it over here. And that's the little cherry on top to say, all right, this is the connecting piece between, you know, the Star Wars media. Mm Mm-hmm. And that that they could pull a very similar thing that they did with Star Wars Rebels. The the season one villain of Star Wars Rebels was the Grand Inquisitor in the season finale. um, They killed him and then they brought Vader in to be the big baddie of season two. And so I I agree with you. I think if they were going to kill anyone most likely is Crosshair because they have to make way for a new villain. I don't think that's off the table. I think, honestly, if we don't get it this season, I think it's very likely that we will get an Ahsoka cameo, especially after you brought it up. I really started thinking about it. And I feel like Rex is going to be a bigger character in season two of this show. And I feel like Ahsoka is going to be a part of that. 
whether or not she's in this last episode, I don't think so, but I do think she'll have a part in season two. She could be in this last episode too, tying to this clone um, uprising type of theory that we have. And cause she's very close with them, right? She has a connection with these, with these clones and she has a bond with Rex and, and them especially. So I could see her helping lead that kind of effort, you know, mm-hmm. maybe, or just even showing up for a minute to be like, Hey, I'm here. <laughs> I'd love to see more Tarkin as well. I think he's oh, an yeah. awesome addition. Great, great connecting piece. So I'd like to see more of him. Um, but there's a lot of possibilities. Um, we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll find out soon enough in the last episode. And then our Bad Batch Breakdown series is over until season two. So sad. This has been so much fun to make. And thank you all for your questions and your constant engagement with the show. It means so much. And once again, you guys, it's just keep coming in with the questions and the theories. The show wouldn't be half as fun if it wasn't for you guys. But with that in mind, I don't have any other closing thoughts after looking over my notes. But if you guys haven't liked and subscribed to our YouTube channel, you should definitely do that. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or basically wherever you listen to your podcast. So check us out on your favorite platform. Follow us at star underscore wars underscore pod at both Instagram and Twitter. And if there is a particular movie or TV series about Star Wars that you think that we should cover or react to, you guys should definitely let us know because we're going to be trying to fill in the gaps until we get the big Star Wars year that is 2022. So until then, we'll probably have some filler stuff. I don't know if we'll be doing it as consistently. We'll figure that out, but don't worry. Um, we still have next week. And then Melissa and I will figure out some some content to, put, to give you guys in between. If there's anything you want to see from us, let us know. Right in. We're... Um, we're we're trying we're gonna try to get start getting some some guests here and there so stay tuned for that. Woo-hoo. Um, but Woo-hoo. there's the yeah there's that the beauty of the show is we can just keep going because there's more Star Wars content. So, <laughs> uh, we will, and if there's something specific you want to see, we want to keep engaging with you guys. So let us know. Yeah, with that in mind, you guys, we will see you on the other side of the Bad Batch finale next week. Send us your theories again to another Star Wars Pod at gmail.com and we will see you on the other side. See you later. Bye.